You were raised to believe the world was black and white. But what if it isn't? What if the rigid belief system you have never questioned is wrong? What if the world is actually a lot more gray? This show is for the seekers, the explorers, those brave enough to step outside of certainty and question everything. Join your hosts as they sit across from the world's leading thought leaders, visionaries, religious gurus, entrepreneurs, philosophers, and more to tackle difficult topics. You don't need all the answers to find meaning in life, but you should be free to ask all the questions. This is Figuring It Out. So we wanted to do episodes on the taboo topics. So we broke down kind of the forbidden four. We have sex. Let me see if I can remember them all. Sex, religion, politics, and money. Politics is a tough one because uh, all of us are radical Trump supporters. <laughs> no, I, I thought this was a good topic, though. No, I do because think that we're, we don't we believe differently a little bit on this. Stuff, so yeah, but good. it's a difficult topic because we don't want to be super political on the show. But yeah. I do think that it's important to talk about how to navigate political discussions in an appropriate and like non angry manner. I don't know how to say that better, but well, I don't think most well, politics are a part of it. life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, politics are a part of life and I think that it is important to have the conversations about things that people don't want to talk about. And that is one of them. I shy away from it a lot because of that. Well, it's, it, and it's one thing for me because I talk a lot about like culty stuff, you know, and like things that like religious, like I talk about leaving like fundamentalist Christianity. And like, then I go to like, that's why I like, I read a Richard Dawkins and I'm like, you just sound a lot like a pastor. You're just like an atheist version of it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, to me, politics is kind of like the most culty thing there is to talk about right now. Like there's so many divisive positions and like, and for us, like all sitting here saying, we don't go one way or the other. Like there's probably literally people going like, Oh, they're fucking liberals, you know, cause they don't want to take a stand. And then there's people that are like, Oh, so you're saying you support people like Donald Trump, you know, like there's both sides instantly. And I know if you're listening to this, you did this, you instantly go like, well, how, why is it hard to take a stand? It's very clear that one side is right. Yeah. You know? Right. Which is kind of the point of the show Yeah, is to point out that, Maybe we don't have all the answers and it's okay to listen to what somebody else might have to say about it. And it's okay to arrive at a different conclusion. Potentially if they can support their thoughts with better evidence than you can support your thoughts with, then maybe it's worth adopting a new belief and that's okay. You're not losing a part of yourself when you're growing and changing and learning things. Yeah. Well, I mean, so we've come to a point, I think where everything, I talk a lot about like binaries, you know, like, I think that word gets is heated, but like, I think there is like, we tend to go the black and white route of like, you're either moral Republican or an immoral Democrat or a moral Democrat and an immoral, hateful Republican, you know? Um, but obviously there are elements within the party structure, which I think is broken by itself. Like when you have two parties that run everything, but how do you balance feeling strongly about say a certain topic like economics or, you know, whatever that topic is. And then also not taking like this stand where it's like anyone who doesn't agree with the party that affirms that closely, you know, like they're my enemy. Like how do you balance that? Like taking a stand versus, having open discussion and dialogue. Well, going back to the Shaq interview, that's why I think I resonated so much with the respect thing. Cause I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's respect. 
it's literally just respecting the other person enough to like know that you weren't raised the same way they were raised. You weren't in the situations they were like raised in or whatever it is to respect them enough to think that like they came into this in a way that like you can't understand. So like hear them out, hear their side of it, vice versa, let them hear your side of it. If anything I want to teach my kids is that, is that you should be able to, well, and I will honestly give Travis a lot of credit on this. I like drama. I like, (laughs) I like feeling right. I like, I like all of those things. So I think that's something that he has taught me a lot in the course of our relationship is to see the other side's perspective and understand why they are acting that way. And it's not fun to do that because you want to only see your side of it and you want to only just affirm what you feel and find somebody. Cause you can always find somebody who will take your side on it. You can always find someone who will agree with you on it, but actually taking the time to be like, okay, but like, why do you feel that way? Or why do you see it that way that I don't see it? It's, it's easier to do that. Like it's easier to have an argument with someone that you're not talking to, you know? And like, and I think about like, it is hard. Like, and I, and I do like, I want to say this on the show too. Cause I think there's probably people listening who like, don't come from the same background that we do. Like, I hope so. Cause that means we're reaching outside of like that small bubble, but it's like, we all do that. Like we all have our group, you know? And like, I think of so many times, like I'll hear like, I'll, you'll, it's a joke, you know, you'll see like Reddit, like atheist high-fiving each other because they're like, yeah, we just, the stupid Christian said this. Or you'll go into like the political forums and it's like, you'll see this big thread of people going like, oh, the liberal Democrats say this, 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 and this. And it's like, it's so easy versus sitting down and talking with someone like you and I have very different political views. Like, and, and like, I don't even think we've talked about them because like we don't need to on a lot of stuff. But it's like, if we sat and had a conversation, like, I don't think either of us would end up storming out of a room like because we're in person and 90% of people, except for like the psychotic <laughs> group people that are out there, like most people, if you sat them down across from someone who's pro-choice or someone who's pro-immigration or anti, you know, whatever the topic is, they would have a totally different discourse than just being in their club. Like if we all sat here and talked about, you know, if we were all one way and we talked about like another group, it'd be a lot easier to just slam dunk them in our mind, you know? Yeah. Or throw a comment on social media. Like that's going to do anything. Yeah. You know, that changes a lot of hearts. (laughs) (laughs) I just wish that more people would give others the benefit of the doubt because I think that's the point that I got to. And to your point about me, doing that a lot. I think sometimes it actually can kind of be annoying to you. Well, I think especially because as a wife, like you just think that I just always want you to take my side on it, but you actually make me think through things. So yeah, for sure. Sometimes it's, it's annoying. And maybe I should, you know, do a little bit better of a job of supporting you and not trying to figure out who's right or whatever. But my, my point in doing that all the time though, is that I think that I just think that the majority of people are probably good people. If you sat down at a bar with somebody or sat down doing your favorite activity with somebody, I, I, th- I think that you would just magnetized to the commonalities that you have rather than the differences that you have. And, 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 and that person's viewpoints, though they may seem completely irrational to you, they might seem hateful to you, whatever words you want to assign to it, they're probably based in some sort of cultural norms, perspectives, context 
relationships, influences that were all on them growing up. And if you grew up right next door to them or in the same situation that they were in, you would probably be very, very, very close to being the same exact person or at least similar in some regard. And that's, that's to me the, the, the sin of modern day media is perpetuating the cultural polarizations for profit rather than encouraging people to look at the commonalities and find the things that we agree on and just be humane and civil to each other. And that that's something to me that I, I don't know how that's going to flesh itself out in the next decade, you know, and, and it's scary to me to think about my kids growing up in that environment because like I said, I just think we have more things in common than we have differences. And the only reason we think that we have more differences than commonalities is because of the way that media is presented to us. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the thing of like, nobody thinks that they're a bad person. So like, it's like everybody, I mean, with exception, like I mean, Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan was talking about like the Columbine shooters, you know, knew that what they were doing was wrong, which is why they did it. They were like, so sub- being subversive of what they well, were supposed to do. But Joe Rogan's point in that though, was saying that they ultimately thought that what they were doing was the right thing to do, laughed, even though they knew it was, I laughed watching the clip because dude, that was a hundred percent the most heated argument we've ever had ever. Me and you? Yes. I watched the Joe Rogan, Jordan Peterson clip today, and I was like, this is me and Travis. Because I, I, I argued with, um, we were in a hot tub in Colorado. <laughs> in Breckenridge. And I argued with you, and I said, nobody ever does anything that they don't believe is the best thing for them to do. And then you were like, that's not true. People do things that aren't in their best interest. And I was saying no. And I was watching they Jordan Peterson. aren't Peter- in their best interest. Yes. So I was watching Jordan Peterson. I don't want to do it again. I'll come over there. No, but but I was watching Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan go back and forth, saying essentially the same things, like in a lot of ways, but then fighting. And I was like, that was us. That was us yeah. in the hot tub. Yeah, but anyway, right. all that to say, um, no, but nobody does anything that they're like very few people believe they're the bad guy. Like or, right, correct. They, the weird they don't person. think that they're doing anything wrong, whether they're, it's harmful to them or not harmful right. to them is a different discussion. There's the people but, that might think they're trying to be subversive and they're like, what's the worst thing? How can I cause damage? Well, even I but go back to this all the time. I, I forget the book that it was, maybe it's thinking grow rich. It's some like big book that I read this in like well-known book about Al Capone when he was approaching the end of his life. And he thought that the things that he did were fully justified and that he was in the right. Yeah, and which that is crazy. Everybody around him was yeah. in the wrong. And like he was one of the most notorious gang members and criminals yeah. of the 20th century. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, and he got to the end of his life and he was like, no, I did, I did things the best that I could. You know, and that, but that's my point is like, I think that most people are trying to do the best that they can with the information that they have. Yeah. And, that's why I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. Cause I just want to put myself in their shoes and go, if I were in their situation, I think I would feel very similarly to the way that they feel. And that's a good place to be. Yeah. What's the balance there. And this might be a good place to button this conversation for now. Cause I think there's a lot of things and maybe we could even watch that clip and <laughs> discuss it at some point. I posted a clip from, I think our interview and I was talking about like people aren't willing to sit down with someone who disagrees with them. And someone commented and said, well, it looks like you're saying we should give everyone an equal, we should equally consider every idea, which I'm not saying. Like, you don't sit down with a KKK member and go like, 
is it is there some sense to this? You yeah. Know? Right, right. Um, so what do you write about? So look, I and here's the thing ultimately too is like we can debate the morality of certain ideas. Like some people would say capitalism is an immoral idea or, you know, hold it, hold it. I know you have things you want to say. <laughs> or people would say, you know, uh, someone who believes abortion automatically, I'll never talk to a socialist or believes in universal health care or, or gun control, whatever that is. They would say that is so profoundly immoral that I don't want to have a conversation with them. Obviously, I think a lot of those, there's nuance to that pro-choice things to, you know, we've talked about nuances in that. So how do you have a conversation with someone who you disagree with and state that disagreement while also being open to being presented with new evidence and information? Because like, you can't be open to everything. If you're, if your yeah. mind, what's the thing? If well, you're so open-minded, if, your brain falls out. You well, know? if you, yeah, you stand for nothing, you fall for anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got to have your own beliefs for sure. But I think that it just comes down to being willing to at least put yourself in their shoes. You know, like there's a great illustration on, um, I mean, anybody can look it up on Google Images. Maybe we can throw it up on the screen here. Um, but it's one guy and they're, they're, there's, or excuse me, there's two guys and they're both pointing at the ground and one of them's going, this is a six and he's looking at it from this perspective. The other guy's looking at it upside down six, which is a nine. And he's like, no, it's a nine. And this guy's like, no, it's a six. And it's like, it's a powerful illustration to understand that. Look, not everything is black and white, that there are some things that are, are nuanced and it depends on the perspective that you have, the details in the particular situation that are happening it's not always a, this is right and this is wrong. And if you ever falter from that, you're a bad person. There's nuance to every situation. Um, and I think that when I sit down with people who I have opposing views from, as long as they don't start insulting me and things like that, I feel pretty comfortable talking to people who, uh, who have different views than I have. Even if I leave the conversation going like, that still doesn't make any sense to me. I'm going to hold to the things that I currently believe. Um, it's still healthy for me to at least be willing to hear them out and adopt their perspective for a second to go like, okay, if I grew up the same way that you did, if I thought the same things that you thought, if I felt the same way that you felt, if I had a similar personality, the one that you have, I might also end up at that conclusion as well. But personally, I don't feel that way because this is the thing that I've experienced. Um, but being willing, I think just to walk away without feeling like you had to change their mind is the thing to me is like, as long as you can sit down with somebody and listen for the sake of hearing them out and listening to them yeah. and validating the way that they feel around it. I think that it's totally fine to leave the discussion without any changed minds because at least you approached each other as fellow human beings, not transactional. Like you need yeah, to do this like, for me. Yeah. That, Cause that's how I used to do it. I would sit down with somebody and whatever they said out, like I would not be listening to them at all for the sake of hearing them out or understanding how they felt. I would literally only be listening to them so that I could formulate an argument that would be better than the one that they were giving me for the thing that they believed. And, uh, once I started realizing that I wasn't willing to do that for other people, but I expected them to do that for me, it just was like a hypocrisy bullet that hit me in the heart. You know, that was just like, I can't, I can't dodge this anymore. I, I, I have to, if I'm going to expect other people to be open and 
willing to hear me out and everything that I have to say, I got to be willing to do that for other people, at least at some point. And when you start doing that, you start to change a little bit, but that's the scary part. That's the part that most people can't, that most people can't deal with is like, yeah. they don't want to change. They, they, they feel like, they feel like their beliefs and everything, like that's who they are. Yeah. And so if they start to adopt other people's perspectives or hear people out or adopt, you know, different worldviews that that's going to result in a, you know, cataclysmic loss of their own identity. And, you know, that's why it's easier to just continue going through life in an echo chamber, talking to people who agree with you on everything that you think and never approaching anybody else that could offer a different perspective or improve the quality of your life. Even you're shooting your own self in the foot. Yeah for the sake of like trying to keep your ego intact, you know? And like that to me, uh, you know, come back to the logic thing is like that to me just seemed like a illogical way of living life. Like if I want, we only get one shot. Like we only have one life as far as we know. <laughs> um, we only have one life. So like why it doesn't make sense to me that I would live life in a completely dogmatic, narrow worldview that I grew up in when the odds of it being correct are completely infinitesimally in the opposite direction just doesn't make sense to me to, to go throughout life living like that. Yeah, well, and there's this level too where there are things you're passionate about that you want to instill in others and you want to evoke change and there's things you're passionate about and like everybody does it. Like it's not just crazy evangelicals or crazy, whatever, you know, whatever you want to fill in. We all have things that we're passionate about, whether it's business, whether it's relationships, whether it's religion, there's something that we're passionate about and we believe, and I think that's important. That's kind of what makes us unique. But I think shrinking the radius of like who we try to change, you know, like even if it's a pot, like if we believe truly that, you know, getting more money is going to change someone's life, or if we believe truly that, you know, uh, talking through trauma is going to change someone's life, or we believe truly that, truly that anything, uh -huh. um, <laughs> you know, like I'd rather work really hard to instill that in people that I'm close to the three or four friends, my kids or my spouse, then I would try to just yell at everyone that I don't have any really real impact on. You talk about this all the time, like people that don't have any reason to open their mind to that idea whatsoever. You know, and I think a lot of people go out and instead of just finding common ground, they find the first difference and shout at them about it and then leave the bar or leave the conversation and, that's and talk about super, how stupid they are. Yeah. That's one of my biggest pet peeves, though, is when people leave a conversation and just go, oh, they're a moron. Or like, oh, they're so stupid. How could you pot? And it's just like, that is completely factually inaccurate. Yeah. Like, to say that anybody that's made it all the way to the White House is stupid is just, is just a illogical thing to say yeah like they're clearly not stupid just because you don't believe in the same things that they believe does not mean that they are stupid regardless of what side of the table that you're on or who you're no. calling stupid no, i agree it no. makes no sense like you're you're being completely logical here like somebody that makes it that someone, far in life is not a wrong. stupid person well, like this someone doesn't make can be sense. wrong without being stupid 
<laughs> yeah, well, I, I've told you that though. Like, and I've, I think I've told you this too. And, and that—that's what. I, sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off. But ah, also, like, that, but that's the that's the whole no. that's the whole show though. Yeah, for figuring it out is to say that like intelligence does not equate to one equal worldview. Mm-hmm. Because if that were true, we would all just so, we would all just default to whatever the most intelligent people said was true. But intelligent people are at each other's throats all the time. Intelligent people who have a high IQ have differing opinions all the time. Like, it's terrifying it's as an unintelligent person trying to figure out who's right. You see two intelligent people arguing. No, but I think that's honestly a good pin on this is that we go so quickly to go like, oh, you're stupid or you're wrong. or you the... And I think that example of like, you know, someone making it. I like one thing that I always argue and this is very polarizing and I, and I'm scared to talk about it without someone without someone freaking out. I don't think there's anybody famous that doesn't deserve to be famous. <laughs> like that's one thing that I've come to believe in like, you know, I don't know if you agree with that statement, but like I think when you really get into that, I think I could convince anybody that that's the case is that I think that whether you think someone is doesn't have the right values, you know, like I'll bring up really quickly what well, you say Trump you could say the Kardashians. You could say the people that generally Kanye West right now, everyone's talking about, that a large majority of the culture idolizes and a large majority of the culture says they're vapid, they're stupid. Like Kardashians are a great example of this. I always use this example. Kardashians are vapid, they're stupid, they are materialistic, they're all the blah, 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 blah. And that's all assuming that materialism is bad or that this, you know, yeah. a long conversation on this. But love them or hate them or agree with them, they knew how to leverage that right. into their career. To yeah. say Don- that they're dumb right. is dumb. Donald Trump yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump has positions that I personally think are stupid. Mm-hmm. I think they're dumb positions. Do I think Donald Trump is stupid? No, I think he's extremely strategic. And I think yeah. he honestly plays in the idea that people think he's stupid in yeah. a lot of ways to grow this. So all that to say, though, we shouldn't be going into conversations looking for what is the thing that we hate most? What's the commonality? And then I think use that commonality to segue into where can we speak into something and improve the, because I think the overall culture would be improved if we could find the common ground. And then based on that, have conversations about, but here's where I would disagree yeah. <laughs> instead yeah. of going with, here's where I disagree. You're wrong about almost everything. This is why I guess I'll throw you this. And I know this is kind of getting political, but this is why I'm a big proponent of personal responsibility because that shouldn't be I political. Think that <laughs> it shouldn't be. Yeah. You would, you would think so, but I, that's what to me makes up the majority of the population who likes to demonize an entire group of people is they live a miserable, unfulfilled unhappy life and they want so badly to blame somebody for it it's like they feel victimized and they're the victim of something and they don't know where to point the finger but they got to point it at somebody because it can't be their fault and they're not willing to take responsibility for the position that they have or their lot in life and so they have to they have to demonize Trump or they have to demonize Biden. They have to demonize some group of people somewhere because it can't possibly be that I could be the one to change the thing, like change things from how they are. Many things can be true. Like you can't, uh, this is a conversation that gets super heated, but it's like you can be put in a completely disadvantaged position and like speak. I'll just use myself because no one can get mad at me for talking about myself. Like, (laughs) I saw a lot of really shitty things 
in my upbringing surrounding religion. And I saw a lot of, and this goes both ways. One, I could have stayed in it. I could have became another shitty man within the shitty religious system that did all the shitty because things that, that they did. Because that's what supposed to do. That's what I was supposed to do. But if I became an abusive husband and father, I have only myself to blame for that. Right. Yes, the circumstance influenced it, but I have to take responsibility for that. Right. On the flip side, leaving that situation, like, again, acknowledging that, yes, I have things that are about me that are negative that came from that teaching. But ultimately, if I act on those things, I don't discredit that responsibility whatsoever. So there's two pieces to that puzzle where I can't blame it, but I can acknowledge it happened and then say, how am I going to act differently based on the the knowledge I have now? And that's where people don't want to have it. They want to have the either get over it conversation or the, oh, it's no big deal. And it's neither. It's It was a big deal. It does matter. But you have a responsibility to change it and right. be the change you want to see. But what now system. is yes. always the question. Yeah, and it's always the question. It's like even if else. even yeah. if something happened in your life that is seemingly completely undeserved, and something that that this is the difficult and the nuanced part of the conversation is. It's like you didn't do anything to deserve this thing that's happening in your life. Yeah. If it's it's a you know your kid is has cancer or something like that. It's like this is completely not fair. It's not just. Yeah. This should not be happening to you. But what now? Yeah. What's the choice now? Yeah. What are the alternatives at this point? Yeah. yeah. You can take responsibility and figure out like what the best way to navigate this situation is going to be, or you can sit there and whine and complain and be sad for yourself and drag everybody in your life down and suck the energy from the people that you love the most. Like which of those is a better thing to do? You know what I mean? There's an yeah. easier thing to do, yeah. but is that the better thing to do? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's not an easy conversation to have. No. Well, and, it, and again, both sides go into get over it. It like It's valid to be pissed and upset and right. sad and depressed. And like it's valid to be in that. But it's also, is it serving you? <laughs> again, going back to the conversation we had like an episode back, yeah. it's like, is that serving you? Like, and again, I, I just see so many people, I... I, I see people all the time go like, well, just get over it or just, you know, just fucking whatever, dude. Like my yeah. dad beat the shit out of me and I'm fucking killing it. You know, it's like, right. yeah. it's like, yeah, you haven't dealt with that, right. you know? Exactly. And then you have the other people <laughs> yeah. that are like, you know, my dad beat me and like, now I can't process it. And again, right. that's valid. But it's, like, all that but it's also like, but now like, have you gone to therapy? Have you done that? Like, are you doing anything? What's your move? personality? Like, are you being like, yeah. that's not an excuse to beat your kids. You know, it's like, right. what's the thing? So all that to say, like, I think it all goes back to like the nuanced conversation. It's like, it's like have the fact that like all of us right now are couching these statements and like, not to make anybody upset, but right. it's like, right. it's like, that's the problem. Why yeah. can't we approach the conversation and go like, look, many things are true. Like there's things that again, politically, like all of it, politically, sexually, religiously, across the gamut if we talked about and we will (laughs) we'll probably get to have these arguments in real time but like it's this thing of like like we can disagree politically and that's like five percent of travis so like so like i can sit down and have a conversation or like we might disagree about whatever the topic is we agree about it we're in alignment we got it we're we're, we're good you're basically me with like that's the first time travis has agreed with that me and tara are very similar and you guys are but but that's the thing is like me and tara like if jackie's more emotionally strong than you though so 
That's not true. <laughs> well, thank you, Bim. Oh. Why would you say that? I've never been told I'm an emotionally strong person, so I will take that compliment. No, but it... But it Fuck you. <laughs> That's devastated me just now. No, I'm just kidding. No, but it is but it is this thing See? though. No, but it is, No, but it is this thing though where where there is though. There there's these elements like many things can be true. Like many things can be true. Many things can be different, nuanced, like yeah. and we can have me and Tara are probably less than 50% similar. But we bond over the things that we are and we set aside the things that aren't because ultimately when you get down to a list of things that are actually primary importance, it all goes back to how do we have conversations? How do we negotiate things? How do we deal with change? That's it. Right. It's not about do we, we open, agree? Do we honest, both the do we same? Each other, yeah. Exactly. Well, but that is the difference. So I feel like that going back to the previous conversation we had too, but about culture telling you that you have to agree with everything in life. And that I think is a healthy marriage relationship that you don't have to agree with everything in life. Like that's a good thing that you don't. And I feel like you guys sharpen each other because you don't agree on every single topic in life. And that's a good thing. I think there's a lot of things we could talk about ongoing. I feel like the tensions are rising. We're going to get into a big brawl. I think we all disagree about a lot. It's fine. I'm just kidding. No, I think there's a lot of conversation threads here, but I think ultimately it goes down to the respect, how you deal with conflict, how you have a conversation. And what I really want to happen for someone who's listening to this episode is if you radically disagree with anything we said, I want you to screenshot this episode, post it to your stories, and just write like something that you totally disagree with and share it to your stories. <laughs> I think that's the call to action. Okay. I want you to tear us apart. Okay. Share it to Instagram. That's your practice. So tell Eric how wrong he help. is, guys. You heard it here first. Tell also, Eric. He I've never is been wrong. wrong about anything. And then we cut and it's me going, ah. And then we cut. Also, join the Facebook group. Yes. If you like these types of conversations. And you want to have conversations without ripping each other to shreds. We are trying to be as active as as we can over there to prevent any sort of hate speech or jerks. So if you like to have these types of conversations without feeling like, yeah, yeah, you're going to get murdered in your sleep by some random person on Facebook, then join the Facebook group. Check the Facebook group. Subscribe. Figuring it out. TV. Yeah. Grab the link in the show notes. You can join our text list. We're very textually active. So ready to connect with you in a million different ways. Thank you so much. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the figuring it out podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. And subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. For more information about the show, visit www.figuringitout.tv or connect with us anywhere on social media with the handle figuringitout.tv.